Welcome to the Tech Heroes podcast powered by Intuit. I'm your host, Lucy Shen. This podcast is about technologists, the tech that they're obsessed with, and the work that they're passionate about. Hello, Monica and Ruby. Welcome to the Tech Heroes podcast. How are you both doing today? Hey, good. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. <laughs> it's a Monday <laughs> as we record this. It is a Monday. Monday energy is strong. Let's start off with some introductions. So I'm going to ask you all to please introduce yourself, your role at Intuit, and then as a quick icebreaker, if you could choose any living thing to be reincarnated into, what would that thing be? Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. My name is Ruby Sherman. I am an IT group manager here at Intuit. I've been here for about 10 years. And if I could be reincarnated into anything that is living, I think I would choose to be the dog of a very wealthy celebrity. I feel that (laughs) all the celebrities' dogs have the best lives, and I love looking at their extravagant lives. And I love dogs, so I feel like that would just be a really happy thing to be reincarnated into. Quite literally living in the lap of luxury. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly right. That's amazing. What about you, Monica? Hi, everyone. My name is Monica Miyasato, and I'm a staff technical program manager at Intuit at the DevX um, org, along with Lucy. Um, Let's see, I've been at Intuit for a little over three years, almost four, actually. Um, and I mean, who doesn't love dogs? I mean, I would want to be a dog too. And I was going to say, I would want to, we just adopted two rescues from TJ. Um, they only speak Spanish. So my husband's learning. <laughs> they just get anything they want all the time. So I'd love to be them. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not rich, but I do what I can. <laughs> <laughs> to want to be reincarnated into your own dogs, you must be truly giving them the best possible life. We try. <laughs> we really do. We really do. So earlier, Monica, in your introduction, you mentioned you work for the DevX org. We do like our acronyms here a lot at Intuit, but what does DevX actually stand for? So that stands for Developer Services and Experiences. And we basically uh, manage all the tools and services that our engineers across all sites at Intuit use to deliver their best for our customers. Speaking of of acronyms, we have another big acronym we're going to be bringing up a lot today. So I'm just going to get out of the way. And that acronym is ERG, which stands for Employee Resource Group. That's mostly what we're here to talk about today. Monica and Ruby here are our two co-leads for the San Diego site for the Intuit Latinos Network. And so whenever I say ERG or ILN in this case, that would be referring to Employee Resource Group and Intuit Latinos Network, respectively. So I'm, I'm curious then, can you tell us more? I've, I've explained what the acronym is, but can you tell us more about what an ERG actually is like what does an employee resource group do and what is the Intuit Latinos network specifically? So it's basically what it what it says. Um, so employees that share, you know, share like a common sense of community, or we also have allies that are part of this network. Um, you know, we have I believe we have 14 ERGs at Intuit currently, and Intuit Latinos Network is part of it. But um, I don't know, Ruby, if you have anything to add to that. Yeah, sure. So really, the the grand challenge of an employee resource group is to figure out how to bring people together across the company that share similar interests, whether they be cultural or identity based. We also have special interest groups similar to employee resource groups, which are focused more around specifically things of special interest. For me, for example, sneakerheads, community sneakerheads is one. And so the goal of really bringing ERGs or SIGs to Intuit is to connect our employees at a broader level than just the work that we all do every day um, by powering that kind of inclusivity 
it enables us to just work better together because we're kind of respecting each other as the human beings and challenging what is different, but also aligning on where we we have commonalities. And ultimately, we are the faces that represent our customers. And so by bringing us together uh, through these networks, it allows us to build deeper connections. Yeah, that's such a beautiful and eloquent way to put it. I guess a phrase that we say a lot here at Intuit is to bring your whole self to work. We've said it a lot on this podcast too. And I feel like ERGs really are the clearest embodiment of that value for us that like we really do care about bringing our whole selves to work. Tell me a little bit about your role as ERG leaders. What functions do you serve? What does your work entail? How does it sort of like give me the rundown of what your responsibilities look like? Sure. So every site has a lead for the different ERGs and collectively we partner at a global level to establish a strategy of what we as an ERG hope to accomplish. In Ireland, for example, there are things that we want to do internally uh, that relate to things like recruiting talent that is representative of the ERGs. Uh, We also have a focus on how we're impacting our communities externally. And so how are we partnering with Latin-owned businesses or uh, giving back through our We Care Give Back program to support uh, any sort of nonprofits or organizations that give back to the communities that we identify with or find ourselves represented by. Um, And then we also look for like, how do we foster an environment of collaboration and connectedness. And so at a local level, that's how we kind of globally strategize with our peers. But then at a local level, it's up to Monica and I to figure out how to locally engage at our site with the members there specifically. And so when I talk about We Care Give Back, for example, which is the way that we contribute to our communities, it's Monica and I looking for organizations in San Diego that we can connect with and support and be a part of. So for example, Monica sits on the board of House of Peru. She's from Peru. That is such a like special connection that she has that she gets to share with the rest of us. And so we coordinate events, for example, to celebrate um, with that organization or many other things. And then internally, we also look at, you know, how do we make sure we have growth opportunities for the folks that are a part of our network? We partner with an organization, for example, called Latina Geeks, where that's enabled us to host certain events where some of our members who are software engineers, for example, might hold a workshop that is partnered with Latina Geeks and then allows external people to learn from our engineers and start to develop some transferable skills that might allow them to break into the tech industry, for example. Um, And so these are the ways that we're kind of tackling things locally, and then they contribute to our more global efforts as well. I love hearing about the fact that like it's the ERG group. I feel like at, at first blush, it sounds like employee resource group. It's a resource group for employees. And so it feels very internal facing. But what you just described to me, it sounds like we do a lot of work in our local communities as well. And that's why it's like so relevant that we have local site leads such as yourselves rather than just like one big global program for the company. Right. Especially in a remote first reality. That's really interesting. Thank you for sharing all of that, Ruby. Uh, Monica, do you have anything to add? No, Ruby did a great job, even even saying like, oh, you know, <laughs> you gave a rundown of what I do. And um, yes, I am. I was born and raised in Peru. So it's very um, it was an honor to be able to share a little bit of my culture and, you know, with my San Diego peeps. And it's just fun. And, and doing it with Ruby is just even more fun. <laughs> all the love, all the love. <laughs> well, I'm going to melt in my chair. <laughs> um, so... 
We did just hear about a lot of the cool events, activities. So I'm curious, like, it looks like there's a lot going on. I want to know more about what you guys are doing, like what you're putting together for Hispanic Heritage Month. Can you tell me a little more about the other activities you have planned and slash have already happened? So, yeah. So as you mentioned, Lucy, no, um, you know, the Hispanic Heritage Month, you know, September, October is, you know, our busiest kind of events. And Ruby mentioned we do a lot of around We Care Give Back. So we do this really fun thing um, that we bring bring in DJs and we have a whole day of DJing and having fun music um, for folks to come in. And then we also pair that up with how do we get back to the community and how do we donate to, um, you know, Latino inspired um, organizations. So it's so much fun. Um, another one that one of my favorites is, um, and I'll do a shout out, um, is this podcast called Hella Latina. And um, Jasmine is the podcast host. And we've had her since last year, last last Hispanic Heritage Month, we did one uh, around how to bring your whole self to work. I know you were mentioning that earlier, Lucy. Um, and this time we had different shades of brown. As you know, you know, being Latino, you know, I'm Peruvian, you know, Ruby identifies as Chicana, you know, she has some Mexican heritage and I let her share. I know there's some Jewish heritage there, you know, there's a lot going on. So there's a lot of, um, you know, differences and similarities. So we're all, you know, alike and different, but we all come together and, you know, we're, we're better together. Um, really, when we look at planning Hispanic Heritage Month, we try to tap into all the different ways that people may want to connect with us. And so we usually kick off our Hispanic Heritage Month with a roundtable that is externally hosted for our small business customers to join. And we always have some really awesome celebrity who is a part of it. We have Soledad O'Brien, who is the moderator of it. And it's super amazing opportunity for our small businesses to hear from really great leaders in the Latino space that own businesses. So this year, our main speaker was George Lopez, which if you're in a Latin household, <laughs> you definitely know that name. You've definitely had some sort of connection. Last year, for example, we had Pitbull. Um, and so we also bring in a couple of uh, Intuit's QuickBooks customers who are small businesses so they can share the insights of what has helped them be successful. Um, and it's open to anybody to sign up for. And so a lot of our small businesses who are maybe in those earlier stages, really trying to figure out how to get things going, usually attend those. Uh, so that's one of the ways we tap into the external market for Hispanic Heritage Month. And then we do a lot of things internally, like Monica mentioned, we do the Cafecito y Chisme, um, which is the Shades of Brown. We have another one that's focused on how to think about our well-being in Latin culture. We're taught really to kind of, you know, put things under the rug and like keep going forward no matter what. And, you know, that's a generational thing of like hard work and really trying to get ourselves forward. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's really important to focus on well-being and like, how are we doing mentally? And this is maybe a stigma topic that many of us grew up not talking about. And so how do we break down those walls? And so we'll have another cafecito y chisme about that topic specifically. Um, we also have a keynote speaker who, uh, Chef Eduardo Garcia, who is from the film Charged, which is about a really intense tragedy, tragedy that he experienced by being electrocuted and losing one of his limbs. Um, but he is a, a renowned chef 
and how he continued and persisted beyond that. And he is actually also a QuickBooks customer. Um, so we'll have him speaking at the end of the month, but we have free screening for our employees to be able to see his story through the film. Uh, we also have, like Monica said, our um, end of the month party with all of our DJs who play music and we earn money for different causes. Um, and then we did a celebration of some of the Independence Day. So new to Intuit, we have our Mexico site, which opened really in the last couple of years. And so now we have Mexican representation um, and leadership there. So they're bringing in some of the cultural things there. And it's really just a month of a lot of awesome work that goes into it from all of our ERG leaders, um, the prosperity pop-ups where we really highlight small businesses, bring them in to talk to our employees and also get feedback from them. You know, you're using QuickBooks today, what works well and what doesn't, what is a challenge for you as a business owner and how can we make it better? And so it's really this month long celebration of why it's amazing to be Latin and celebrating with all of our fellow Latinos and Latinas. Y'all did a lot of work. This is a lot of work. You just you just give me a super long list of events. I know for a fact that that is really hard to put together. I'm also an ERG co-lead. I'm one of the Bay Area Pride leaders. Um, I know what Pride Month looks like, and it's like really hard to put together. How are you finding the time and energy in your own workload and also the time and energy in your ERG members to make such a loaded month possible? Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to be really honest. It doesn't fit into that 10% time. Um, it, it takes... It's a labor of love and passion, just like anything amazing is. Um, if we look at any of our small business customers, for example, the majority of them start their small businesses while they're also doing other jobs and working on other things. And it, it's out of their passion and their love to continue to drive those businesses to the point where one day they maybe don't have to rely on a secondary income. Um, and for for us here... One of the the hacks that Monica and I have is that we are co-leads. We're not every site is as lucky to have two um, folks who want to step into a leadership position. And we balance that really well because we understand the seasonality of our work um, and the nature that, you know, there might be times where I'm picking up things and Monica's picking up other things. And we work really closely to make that time work. And then there's times where, you know what, it's a Thursday evening. I didn't get to any of the things I want to do. I'm watching some trash reality TV and I have my laptop on my lap and I'm figuring out some things and, and doing it in my off hours because I love it and I'm excited about connecting with my community at work. And so it really becomes about the, the connections and the friendships that you build and the, that we just want to bring people together and have a good time while we're doing this thing that we spend a lot of hours doing, which is work. And when you know you have these other exciting opportunities going on at work, it does break up the day a little bit and allows your mind to flex into a different space, which hopefully is energizing for everyone in the community or anyone who attends any of our events. And through that energy, they're able to then go back into work and do the best work of their lives because they had an opportunity to break and hear some stories that inspired them. Different things touch different people. And, and so I think that's really our goal of like energizing our community um, to your point, there is a lot of Zoom fatigue, but it's how do you how do you tap into what the networks need and, and adjusting it for different styles of people. Some people are going to want to attend more in-person events. Some people want to be on Zoom. They don't want to be on camera. They don't want to do any of that, but they want to listen in. 
some people are going to want to listen to this podcast. Some people want to read resources. Um, so one of the ways that we're trying to tap into our community as well is we built a Lumap site, which is an internal internet site for our members. And we kind of gauge in there, how do you want to connect with us? And we're sharing things we have, recipes. So maybe somebody's engagement with our network is just to read one of the recipes we shared in our newsletter and make that with their family at home. That might be the most they engage. And maybe we don't see that, but putting that stuff out there so that people have the opportunity to engage the way that they want is really a beautiful thing. And then lastly, I'll touch on one thing that we kind of rolled out in the last year or so that we're still trying to figure out how to really get going is something called La Gig. Um, And so we are ERG leaders. We have made the commitment that we are going to invest this time. And there are a lot of people who want to engage more in our ERGs, but they are hesitant because they cannot make that commitment up front. They don't know if they will be able to. Um, But we as ERG leaders also still need help, even though we have made this time commitment. And so sometimes it may be as simple as Monica and I needing somebody who's got a design background to make a really cool flyer for us. And so by posting something to La Gig, kind of like a gig economy, we could say, hey, our communications committee of ILN needs help designing a poster. Does anyone have, you know, an hour's worth of time is what we're looking for, for someone with design background to do this. And so we're enabling our community to participate at a level that's comfortable for them and with some realistic expectations up front of what the timeline of that commitment is. So that way they can feel like they're engaging in a part of the community and the network without having to like be all or nothing. And so that's, you know, some of the fluidity of the way that we're thinking about how to drive engagement and really make this everyone's network, not just the network of the leaders and and the direction that we're going. Plus one on that, Lucy, I'm sure you're very aware of my bandwidth. <laughs> um, so it, it definitely, you definitely have to love it. You definitely have to have passion. Um, and it's just infectious. Like everyone in the island, not only the leadership, you know, also like the, the committee or like the committee members and just our members in general. There was a, um, a, a conference that we were invited to attend about ERGs and like how to, you know, how to grow your ERG and, and, and those sort of things. And neither of us could go. Ruby and I were, um, you know, had conflicts and we just tapped into a member and he's like, oh my gosh, absolutely. And he went and he's like, it, it was amazing. I learned so much. So um, the passion is just, and the work is just so infectious and you're, that's what like drives you. I also watch some trash TV. Um, <laughs> and I just like go on my laptop and I start looking at what, what, how can I, how can I make, you know, what's the next idea? Let's talk to Ruby and what, what can we do next for our members? So, um, so definitely it's above and beyond, but it's a, a, like, I think Ruby said, a labor of love. Um, and it truly is. Yeah, you both make points about like partnership and community and sort of the infectiousness of this work, I think is really important to mention in that, like, none of us are here doing this work alone, right? It's the fact that we are carrying each other and covering for each other and supporting each other that makes it possible, because we're all going into our like 200% bandwidth to make this possible. I mean, in many ways, it's kind of a chicken and egg problem, right? Like, if you don't have community, where do you build it from? Um, But it's so good to hear that you all have have achieved it, it sounds like, like really built a healthy community and a strong partnership between the two of you. It's like magic watching you work. (laughs) We're very lucky, I think. We are.
Um, so I guess I have a slightly more philosophical question for you both next, <laughs> which is, I'm curious why you started doing this work. I know we've talked a lot about like what you've been doing and how you've been doing it and what makes it possible, but what brought you into this role? Why did you suddenly say, oh, you know what? I'm going to become a local site lead for San Diego for the Intuit Latinos Network. So um, I started into as a contractor. So I wasn't exposed to ERGs um, until I became full a full-time employee. And as soon as I became a full-time employee, I heard about um, ILN. I think it was uh, from a coworker, Rocio. I know, Lucy, you know her. Um, but she was like, oh, yeah, you should join the Intuit Latino Network. And I'm like, yeah, like I, I, did, I hadn't heard about it. And I'm like, yes, let's do this. So um so then I, I joined as a member and then after a little bit, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Um, I want to, you know, get to know, like, how can I make a bigger impact? How can I be a bigger part of this amazing, amazing org or, or team or, or folks? So um, I just applied. Um, I, I know Ruby, Ruby shared that I'm, I was born and raised in Peru, so I'm very, very Latina. <laughs> My roots are very, very strong. Um so, you know, when I was in college, I, I started a Peruvian, you know, um, club as well. So wherever I go, I just like, I miss that warmth and the, you know, all the all the things the Latinos bring. So um, I always kind of yearn for it. It's It, it kind of feels like home a little. So, so that's why I, I, you know, I just signed up and I interviewed and I am glad I got the the role with with Ruby, like I don't know, <laughs> she's. She, I mean, she, I think she has a little more experience um, than me um, as being a part of violin for a little longer. Um, so she's been definitely great to partner with. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. Um, but just that, just like feeling that sense of community, um, it's just and giving back also, right? Because especially in tech. Um, you know, we don't usually see a lot of diversity and, and things like that. So like, I'm not getting a lot of it in my day job. <laughs> so where, where do I get it? Um, so Intuit Latinos Network is the perfect, the perfect way, um, you know, to get it and to also bring over, right? To also bring over to you both Ruby and I are in the tech ecosystem. So we know how important that, that, that work is. And I know that we both are very, um, very proponents of you know women in tech and URM in tech. So um, so yes, that both both you know what I get from it and getting energized and all the love and the warmth and also giving back and you know uh, getting getting more folks exposed to what what we do um, you know in a tech company like Intuit is. It sounds like a virtuous cycle. Like <laughs> you've really gotten that healthy, healthy cycle turning over there. How about you, Ruby? What was your story for what brought you into this path? Yeah, so I have um, been a member of many of Intuit's ERGs basically since I started here 10 years ago. Um, I consider myself kind of a unicorn of a human. I'm pretty gender non-conforming in the way that I uh, present myself. I, I, you know, I am Chicana, I am Jewish. So I have different things that tap into my soul. I come from a family with adopted siblings. So I have two African American and Mexican siblings and being represented by all different kinds of ERGs and tapping into like, seeing 
what I feel is like a reflection of my home life and what is meaningful to me is something that has always drawn me to ERGs. I started working for Intuit in the Bay Area. So I formerly worked out of our San Francisco office for the majority of my career. And one of my best friends who also happens to be one of my former employees had expressed how passionate she was about leading the Pride Network at a global level. Um, and so as her manager, I had supported her through that journey. And she did that for about three years and had really great experiences. And I saw, you know, how much work she really had to put into that to foster the Pride Network to move so much more forward. And I think the network is in a in one of the most amazing places it's been today, a lot because of the the blood, sweat, and tears that she poured into it during those years. And I was really proud to give her my support as her manager at that time to do that because I know how impactful that was to her. Um, and so a couple of years ago, I decided to move down to San Diego. And despite what many people would think, I am quite the introvert. I do not necessarily get super energized by being around a ton of people. Uh, but with that said, every time I am around a ton of people and I have those experiences that are completely draining to me because of my introvertedness, I still reflect back on them with extreme positivity. And I know the value that they have for me to connect to communities of people. And so moving to San Diego made it so that I wanted to get to know people. And I knew that without forcing myself a little bit outside of my comfort zone um, by becoming integral to the network, I, I just knew naturally I wouldn't go out of my way to make new friends in a city that I've never lived in and where most of my teammates actually aren't located. And so I got involved in the network and the network leader then shortly left after that. And he was super great. I was like, oh no, like I'm just starting to get involved. Um, and Dre, who is our global leader, she said, hey, we're looking for someone in San Diego. And I was like, oh, I mean, I don't even know. I just got here. Um, but she did say, you know, there you likely would have a co-lead because we're applying multiple people. and. I said, you know what, Ruby, again, every time you've pushed yourself out of your comfort zone, you have never regretted it. It may have been uncomfortable. It may have been exhausting, but you have never regretted it. And so I applied for it and I have been blessed to work with Monica on this journey. I've met a lot of people on campus as a result of it. I feel that it has added a lot of really warmth to my soul because I used to be feel very disconnected from my Latino culture. Unlike Monica, she's very connected to hers. And so seeing the way that she connects, that inspires me to become more connected with my community. And these are things that like, you can't, you can like find this outside of work just so easily and add into it because they foster this environment and they make it possible. That's like, I've been so lucky to be a part of it and really connect more to my identity than ever and be so proud of who I am and also excited to then find the people who look like me out in the tech world, which is something I never thought growing up. I was constantly told like people like you don't live in the tech world. They don't exist. And I'm like, but they do exist. You, you haven't gone to Grace Hopper where there's 50,000 <laughs> technologist women and then been in a room full of Latinas specifically working on tech. They exist. We are out here. Um, and so that that is really why I decided to do it was, I think, anything that's worth living for, there's some friction, there's some uncomfortability in it. But after the fact, I've always been really proud of myself for t- 
taking on these challenges. And this is, this is no different. I'm really honored to be in this role. And I love my community and love being a part of it. Thank you both for sharing so many, I, I think, very personal stories. It's like, I appreciate the vulnerability. I think that's what creates this environment of like, we, we've been talking about bringing our whole selves to work. And I appreciate everyone's honesty and your depth of like, sort of genuine expression that we've, we've gotten to today. I, <laughs> that's where the warm fuzzies come from. It has been so amazing connecting with both of you. Thank you so much for making the time a whole hour out of your days just to record for this podcast with out of your very busy ERG co-lead days, I must say, in the middle of Hispanic Heritage Month. As we are still in the middle of it right now, I'm wishing you all the best of the rest of the month. By the time this podcast airs, it will have wrapped. So congratulations then from the future. <laughs> Thank you, Lucy, for the invitation. And always happy to partner with you and Ruby all, all the way. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us and um, including me in this. It's always, again, great to push myself outside of my comfort zone. And Monica, thanks for being the best partner a girl could ask for. Oh, <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the Tech Heroes podcast. Be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes so you don't miss out on any stories of amazing tech heroes. To be featured or to nominate a tech hero, email techheroes at intuit.com. And to learn more about our careers here at Intuit, visit intuit.com slash careers. Tech Heroes podcast is powered by Intuit. Our mission is to power prosperity around the world. I'm Lucy Shen. We'll see you next time.